This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Finn podcast as always i'm brian and i'm scott and tonight we got an epic guest joining us this evening <laughs> he is the 2018 kbl winner of the year last year he took uh, the mission kayak or michigan kayak tournament series as well he's on the kytech pro staff yak gear brand ambassador and uh we're gonna sit down and talk tournament fishing with him this evening and uh think you guys are going to be stoked so sit back buckle in and enjoy the ride so (laughs) without further ado we got dusty yacker with us on the line and uh dusty um you know obviously you've uh you've had some huge achievements uh these past two years why don't you uh start off just uh we do a little preface with everybody and you know how you got into fishing and how you got into kayak fishing sure yeah you know um luckily i was able to um share this i was asked similar questions actually for a, um, a newspaper interview i did with a local paper over here so um it's i'm kind of you know a little familiar with the question so it's kind of a good thing but in terms of fishing um i think i have a pretty common story um i, I was sort of lucky enough to be exposed to it from a young age i had a pretty big family and both sides of the family um, had avid fishermen in it so as a youth i'd spent a lot of time in wisconsin i'd spent time in michigan um, and, you know, I pretty much grew up around a lot of outdoors people and fisher people. So I was, you know, exposed to it at a young age and that's how I got into fishing. But, um, I, as, as a kid, I remember being obsessed with it. So, um, you know, in, in, in late elementary school and junior high and high school, I was, I was pretty much avid. I would soak up everything. I would read every magazine. I'd watch all the fishing shows. I tried to go fishing as much as possible. I'd bug my dad nonstop. 
And uh, lucky enough for me, my dad actually uh, got into, like, uh, some low-level bass fishing tournaments with, like, Midwest bass and even did some early Redman stuff, which I think um, eventually grew into, like, the the FLW, if I'm not mistaken, or or some of the more premier uh, bass fishing uh, tournament scenes. But um, I did that with him, and, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty much been a passion of mine uh, for a long time. And then as I got a little older, as I got into like my twenties and mid twenties, I, I didn't really fish as much. I, I, I you know, had to get a career. I, I, I worked, I went to school and the, the, the passion of wanting to go fishing all the time um, really wasn't there. I mean, I still enjoyed fishing. I still wanted to do it, but it wasn't something I pursued constantly um, and, and certainly not competitively. And then about, I don't know, I'd say maybe like six or seven years ago, I was surprised for my birthday um, one year, uh, my girlfriend, had bought me a kayak, a small little fishing kayak, like a cheap kayak that you can get, you know, at Walmart or, uh, you know, various places. Sure. And sure. it was, it, yeah, it was, it was that kayak that, um, you know, turned me on to kayak fishing. It was the first kayak I'd ever been in. And, um, it was a small one. I mean, I barely fit in it. It's like a 10 and a half footer. So I was sort of crammed. There wasn't a lot of space, but it was very lightweight, very portable. And, uh, I could just throw it on the roof of my truck. So I quickly found out how awesome that was. And, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty much taking that to all the little places I've always wanted to fish, you know, but was, was stuck on shore. Always thought that might be a good place to fish. And with this little, you know, little plastic kayak, I was just able to grab it off my roof and slide it in anywhere. So <clears throat> that was pretty much the vehicle, no pun intended, that, 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 that led to, you know, bigger and better things. It was, it was wild kayak fishing in that smaller kayak that I met somebody who told me all about, um, CPR tournaments, which sure. is uh, catch, photo, and release tournaments, and told me about how people have kayak tournaments and how there are there are, there are events where you know you, you don't have to be in the same water as other people. You can fish whatever water you want, and you, you use an app to submit your fish. And I was sort of blown away by the whole thing. And of course, I went home and and, and researched it thoroughly. And uh, um, you know, with social media, I was able to get a lot of information. And uh, that's pretty much how I started with. Um, doing uh online tournaments via kbf uh, or kayak bass fishing sure. and then um jo- and then joining uh kbl which is the kayak bass league uh, pretty much the premier illinois uh kayak league in the state and then also uh i i had originally joined um the michigan kayak trail because the kayak bass league didn't have an opening slot for me uh last year it was only this year i was able to join um, but last year was, uh, you know, my rookie year uh, fishing competitively out of a kayak, and that started with the Michigan Kayak Trail. So it's been uh, just an awesome journey, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I was, uh, I actually read that article um, that they put out uh, about you, and I know I, I remember reading in there that, you know, you showed up in your little kayak. And you were like super <laughs> intimidated, you know. All these oh, guys was... were in their fancy boats and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I think yeah. it was like the first tournament you placed like 14th or something. Was that right? Uh, I, yeah, I think it was 17th. 17th, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, not terribly important. But um, I, I, I really recall that tournament because it was. I really didn't know what to expect, and I had, uh, I was, I had stayed at my uncle's house, was a place in Michigan, and. This tournament was on uh, Gull Lake, which is, I don't know, about a three-and-a-half-hour drive from Michigan and about a 45-minute drive from where I was already staying in Michigan. Gotcha. I remember, you know, I, yeah, I, remember, I remember mapping it the night before and, you know, being nervous, not, not, not really getting a lot of sleep and, you know, just making a big deal out of something that really, you know, it's not a big deal. Sure. Um, and I think that's, and, like, I think that's, yeah, uh, not to cut you off, but I think that's, like, no, the okay. biggest thing that, like, a lot of new guys, they, like, lose sleep the night before, and they're, like, super worried yeah, about totally. it. Whereas totally. if they would have just, like, focused on the fishing, they would have, you know, just well, totally yeah, gone out there and crushed it, you know? Whatever. I mean, <laughs> everybody has, has pre, like, if you're fishing tournaments, I think everybody has their pre-term rituals and, like, things that either, you know, they do the night before, maybe things that help them get to sleep. 
I'm, sure. I'm pretty much a nervous wreck most of the time. So, I mean, I'll lose sleep over, like, the Blackhawks losing to the Bears losing. So, I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, you're right. in that early season tournament, you know. So yeah. Yeah, no, you're, we're right there with you. You know, the Blackhawks lose, man. I, I lose a week to sleep, you know. So Yeah, well, this, this season's going, you know, a little downhill. <laughs> yeah, but, um, right, getting, right. Getting, getting, back, getting back to that, uh, that um, Michigan kayak trail experience, uh, I, I vividly remember that because um, I had to drive there in pitch black. And, of course, you know, with maps and everything, you, there's a lot of security and safety. Just kind of look down on your phone, it'll guide you there. Sure. I remember, I remember the 40-minute trips seeming like it was, you know, three hours because I was going through all these winding little, pitch black, you know, backcountry roads. And then um, when I got to the actual location, of course, I saw a lot of brake lights there and people with their kayaks. And this was, you know, this was my first, you know, sort of, you know, introduction or indoctrination into like the into, you know, the, the kayak world. You know, sort of. Uh, I had never been to this lake. I had never, never been in a competition before. And I, I, I didn't know what to expect. And for some reason in my head was, you know, you know, I was competing against, you know, you know, the, the, the BASS elite or something. And yeah, of course, right. the first, of course, the first few people I saw had jerseys, they had hobies. And, you know, I felt, you know, pretty, you know, I felt, I felt pretty small. Yeah, yeah for, sure. Yeah, totally. for sure. For yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And then you play 17th, and then, you know, it, it seems like, you know, as the season went on, you progressively got better, and then, uh, what, you won the championship at the end of the year, correct? Yeah, things, yeah, things took off pretty fast. Um, I mean, I, I, I basically realized that, you know, I was fishing against a lot of people who had a lot of similar experience to me. I mean, I may even had more experience than some of the people I was fishing against, and, and, when the, and when daylight came along, and there was actually like 120 kayakers, and the Michigan, the MKT is one of the one of the bigger Midwest leagues. Yeah. Um, and then, and I saw a whole range of kayaks. I saw kayaks like mine. I saw, you know, mid-level kayaks and I saw, you know, the upper echelon of kayaks. So, I mean, they were sure. all over the place from pill drives to, you know, to, to, to paddling ones like mine. So, you know, that kind of helped me out a little bit. And then when I was able to catch fish, that helped me out a little bit. And then as the season went by, I, you know, I, I, I was able to do well in, in a couple tournaments and uh, it turned out really well. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, of- I'm sure is it, you know, is it progressively got, you know, better for you, you know, as far as finishes go and everything, I'm sure that that passion and that drive to just dive deeper into it grew bigger and bigger, you know, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely what's taking place now. I have to, you know, it's, it's the, the whole, the whole mental part of it. You have to sort of remember to, to have fun and to keep things simple and to keep things real. But there is, there is, uh, you know, um, that that juice, that competitive juice, that drive. I mean, like, even even if these kayak bass fishing tournaments didn't exist, I'd be fishing like this. I I, I feel, but sure, the the, the, comp, the competition is sort of, you know, it's like another level. Yeah, yeah, it like puts another, another edge like, on like it. It's like another gear. Sure. Yeah, it's like another gear. Yeah, totally. No, that's awesome, man. So well, I'm I mean, really grateful that the whole thing exists. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I hear you, man, and it's such a great thing, and I think it brings a lot of new people into the actual sport. You know, um, yeah, but, I, yeah. People have been telling me it's one of, like the fastest growing segment of the fishing industry. I don't, I don't have numbers on that. I don't know if that's validated or whatnot, but uh, you know, it does yeah. seem like that. It's like a lot of new new things are coming from this from this you know community, this uh, genre, if you will. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I saw a number the other day on the KBF website um, where I think they're, they were up like 15 or 20,000 members between last year and this year. So Yeah, I, I certainly don't have numbers, but I definitely know there's been a lot of growth. There's been yeah. a lot of interest. I mean, and just, just anybody driving down streets or past stores, I mean, you know, five or ten years ago, you didn't see this many kayaks, kayaks. out in front of yeah. stores and, yeah. you know, out, out on people's roofs and in people's, you know, the, on the beds of their pickups and stuff. I mean, I know there's a lot of cheap, affordable ones out there, but I think right. still it's sort of an exploding thing. It's kind of neat to see. Yeah, and I think that's huge, you know. I mean, there are some cheaper, more affordable kayaks. And, I mean, me personally, myself, I think uh, my first boat was a Pelican 10-footer, you know. And yeah, I'm sick. hey, you know, whatever gets you out there, man. Right, exactly. And then, obviously, I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to try this out, you know. A couple months later, I'm buying a new boat. A couple months later, I'm buying another new boat. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it can, it can be addicting, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. So, I mean, that's how it goes. So, I mean, that's that's totally cool. Um, I, we always love hearing those stories, for sure. So, um, well, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it, it, that you say that, you bring up something that I, I – 
you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I'm sort of blessed to have it work out that way. Um, going back to the Michigan Kayak Show, the, the tournaments I won, the uh, two tournaments I won on that trail in 2017 were Hobie-sponsored tournaments. So the, um, the, the, Spr- the, the Grand River one I won on Spring Lake, uh, that was the Hobie PA that I, that's mine now that I pretty much fish out all, all the time. And then the, on the championship one, I won, uh, I won, uh, the Hobie Outback. So oh, okay. these are, yeah, these are real expensive kayaks. Yeah, I, for sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'd be fishing out of those had I not won them. So winning those particular tournaments gave me, you know, what I consider to be the best kayaks. And I'm just really lucky to have won those. Sure. To have sure. those because, um, I can't really imagine fishing out of anything else now. But when yeah. you get into Hobie, it's, it's, it's you know, it's tough to fish out anything else in terms of efficiency and space and stability and stuff. So, Dusty, while you mentioned those those two kayaks, um, you know, we're always having kayak talk on the pod. So maybe you kind of break down the difference between the Outback and the uh, and, and the Angler, from uh, your opinion. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. From, I mean, from my opinion, just kind of getting to know both both uh, you know kayaks. The the PA stands for professional angler. I mean, that it, it's it's made for the angler. Um, sure. Not that the other kayaks you can't fish out. Many people do. I'll get to that in a second. But the professional angler is, you know, it's geared and positioned and, 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 and crafted uh, towards that. Um, so you have uh, the stability, like the renowned stability. I mean, to, to be able to stand and fish in, in choppy water, flat water. You know, I'm, 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 I'm very confident just standing up. I don't really don't give it a second thought. We got tons of storage. Um, you have the, uh, the front hatches, the back hatches. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just geared towards the fishermen. And then the PA comes in, I think it comes in three sizes. You can get a 17-footer, which actually can fit two people. But the traditional models are the PA-12, which is a little over 12 feet, and the uh, the PA-14, which is a little over 14 feet. I think a lot of bass anglers opt for the 14. Sure, uh, sure. I've, ne- I've never been in a 14. I mean, I know you get a couple extra feet of space, and it's very luxurious. I'm very comfortable in my PA-12, and I'm... I'm close to 6'3", you know, 190 pounds, so I'm, I'm a relatively bigger guy. I'm a long guy. Uh, I'm very comfortable in the PA-12. Um, the Outback, uh, which Hobie actually came out with a brand-new 2019 edition with a lot of neat upgrades, but the Outback is a, is, is, um, a, a slimmer um, uh, kayak. Um, it doesn't have – it's not as wide. It doesn't have as wide as the B as the Hobies, uh, as, as the PAs. Um, it's a little more sleek. It's uh, it's very fast. Tends to turn a little a little bit. It's, it's a little more maneuverability. Um, and the um, the new model that they came up in two, for 2019 has got rave reviews. They they made a few changes. Um, they have a, a square hatch uh, right right uh, right before the uh, the angler seat. They have a drop down rudder as opposed to the pull cord on the earlier models. Um, and they have um, they have uh, built in tracks. Uh, for, for, for mounting and rigging, making it real easy. So it looks real sharp, plus the front hatch is redesigned. And um, I think the bottom uh, has a little bit of a, of a different design. But uh, from, from what I can tell from all the online stuff and the online reviews, it's just, uh, you know, five stars out of five stars. A really awesome kayak. No, that's cool. I was, and thinking, then... I was actually thinking, yeah, I was thinking about trading in my, uh, my, my Outback to get a new one. So. Gotcha. And the Outback, price point-wise, is a little bit cheaper than the... Uh... It is. It, yeah. Yeah, abso- absolutely. I think I think the, um, I mean, depending on, uh, I think the color, I think uh, the camel colors tend to be a little more expensive, but I think you're talking, you know, for the PAs, you know, 3000 3300 and for the uh, for the Outbacks, you're looking at, you know, 2600 2700 you know, something sure. like that, so. Very cool, very cool. Ball, ballparks, yeah, ballparks. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. that's cool, that's but good there's, insight. There's lots, yeah, there's lots of other, um, I mean, there's, there's tons of other great kayaks out there. It, it just comes down to, you know, a budget and what kind of fishing you want to do and what kind of water you're on and stuff like that. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's something we always preach, you know. It's uh, yeah. it's definitely going to be uh, a personal preference over anything. You know? Absolutely. Uh, one guy may love, uh, you know, Jackson compared to a Hobie, you know, and vice exactly. versa, yeah. you know. But uh, it, it's definitely a, a personal preference. So well, uh, you got you got to get in one. You gotta definitely yeah. get in one and get on the water and you know, show yep. it out. Yep, test it out, just like you test drive a car, you know. So. Yep. Yes, but sir. Uh, 
Yeah, so let's talk uh, 2018. You got into the KBL okay. this year. and uh, uh, Yeah, I did. I was able to get in there. Yeah. yeah, and I know they're switching that up for next year as well, um, which we there can get are. into there's, later. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. There's, that's why some changes coming to KBL. Yeah, and I think it'll be a good change for sure, um, in my opinion, um, well, yeah, which I'm the, planning. Um, yeah, ahead, Alan, Alan and the guys, Alan and the guys that run the league, that you know, they're 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 great. They do a lot. They you know, they they work hard and they put a lot of effort into that. And you know, they're they're always brainstorming to figure out what might make a better season. And I've only you know experienced one season to the next, but some of the things they've already listed for next season are really cool. I'm really looking sure. forward to it. Very cool. Very cool. So I mean, let's kind of go through. Uh, you know, uh, you're going into a tournament. Do you? Uh, what's your kind of your strategy? Do you get there early, pre-fish a couple of days? Do you just show up? And yeah. Pull? Well, I mean, you know, I'm a, I teach, and it's great that I have the summers off. And I mean, I mean, and and yes, I mean, I have lots of time I can devote to fishing, and I certainly have an advantage when it comes to preparation and going to a tournament early. You know, sure. from the months of like you know June through August, but the tournament schedule is really heavy in spring and in fall. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard or it's peak. I definitely would not consider, uh, July and August. Um, unfortunately, because I mean, I have those months off of no work, sure. but, um, it's, it's pretty much all over the map. So the tournaments I am able to, to be early to, I'd love to be as early as possible. I love to get in as much pre-fishing as possible. I don't firmly believe you have to pre-fish to do well. I've 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 prefished and not done well, and I've prefished and done well. Sure. I've uh, done I've done well getting to the lake that that morning, and I've not done well getting to the lake that morning or the night before. So there's really no 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 rhyme or reason. If I could have it my way, um, you know, I'd like to get in two or three two or three days of prefishing, make some waypoints, you know, scope some things out, try to figure out uh, what's going on color wise, or you know, this nuance or that nuance. So, Sure. So definitely, yeah. I I, I I I try to get there a little earlier, and I try to do a lot of online research, which um you know these days is pretty much the name of the game. Yeah. Apps like oh, yeah. Uh, like like yeah like Navionics, or even uh, my 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 uh, lake map my lake map a card on my Garmin. Yeah. Just tons of cool things you can check out that uh, you know might make the difference between you know a good or bad tournament. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, um. Let's kind of, you know, what's what's your favorite um, techniques for fishing, so to speak? What's your go-to? Um, I I I've been asked the question before uh, if I could pretty much only be, you know, only allowed to use one lure the rest of my life. It would definitely have to be a jig. Um, I grew up fishing a jig. I grew up fishing a te- actually a Texas rig plastic worm, but um, I soon sort of transitioned into jigs because it was my father's favorite lure to use, and I would see him catch big fish on it. Sure. So a jig, the jig is, is really my go-to, and it's really my confidence bait. I fish it year-round from warm water to cold water. I fish it at different depths, whether it's, you know, swimming it just below the surface or, you know, medium depths and, of course, dragging on the ground and hopping along the ground and stuff. So that, yeah. would, that would definitely be my go-to, like my confidence. Um, but I'm also, you know, pretty confident in other areas, too. I mean, I, I always have a jig tied on in the last couple of years. I always have a, some sort of bladed jig or chatterbait tied on. Yeah. So, um, I mean, which is basically a jig with a blade on it, but yeah, um, I've been right, using right. that a lot, that a lot often. Um, so, Dusty, when, so you're yeah, talking, say, when, when you're talking jigs, or what, what kind of jigs, football jigs, what, what are you going to? Uh, I, I think I think what, what the conditions call for. Um, if I'm uh, – for example, in Michigan, uh, early in the season, I fish uh, some clear rocky lakes, so I like to use a football head jig. I think the football heads come over the rocks a little better, and they, they tend not to get snagged as much. Um, sure. I also fish. I also fish a lot of um, shallower, weedy lakes as well, with big, thick clumps of milfoil or, or the big thicker weeds. And if you're going to throw a jig in that kind of stuff, um, I mean, you probably want, you know, like a grass head jig or, uh, you know, more of a sleek shaped style head on the jig when it comes to the grass and the weeds a little bit better. Um, so, I mean, I, the conditions underwater probably call for that. But, I mean, I think in, 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 most, con- in most conditions, you can get, a, get away with a standard head jig, you know, three-eighths, uh, three-eighths ounce, half ounce, and put a nice trailer on there and just, you know, throw it around. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Sweet. So since we're talking I've been, about... I've been actually... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. 
Well, I, I've been actually uh, this this season. I uh, Kitech has um, really nice finessed uh, tungsten uh, jigs, and I've been using tungsten um, a little bit more this year. And uh, it's got a little bit of a different feel to it. You, you can you can you can feel what's going on under the water a little bit more. It's, it's pretty sensitive. I think it adds like a, a, a sensitivity realm to your fishing. You can feel the hits just a little more. You can feel it come off the rocks and sort of discern the surface down there a little more with the tungsten. So those are kind of interesting too. And then um, I also get a lot of jigs from a local jig maker here in Chicago, a guy by the name of John DeMay. Uh, he, um, his, uh, his jigs are called Dem Jigs, D-E-M for, you know, DeMay, so it's Dem Jigs. And uh, I, I, they're, 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 you're going to pay for them, but I think they're probably the best jigs on the market or the best jigs that I use or the best jigs I have access to. So pretty confident with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we did an episode, I don't know, Brian, maybe two or three ago, where we talked about tackle and tackle management in a kayak. Mm-hmm. Kinda, can you talk so, to our dude, listeners a little bit about how you how you go about that with, with tournament fishing? Um, you know what, I, I mean, I wish I could give you some, you know, super organized, you know, recipe lessons for it, but I'm, 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 organization probably isn't my strong point, but uh, dealing, <laughs> like the rest of dealing us. with tournaments, of course, but, but in dealing with tournaments and constantly be on the move every weekend and transferring things in and out of a kayak and a truck or you, you absolutely need it or you will start losing lures not knowing where things are on the kayak and you know leads to all types of craziness um but i try to keep it simple um on tournament day i generally have a lot of stuff in there uh on on a non-tournament day if i'm sort of like fun fishing or, or i'm not in a live event there probably won't be as much in terms of rods and reels and tackle um, but I actually use a binder system for a lot of my stuff. I use uh, binder systems for my terminal tackle. I use binder systems for my spinner baits and chatter baits. And then um, I'll also put my plastics in binders. And I have a really large uh, Bass Pro Shop backpack that I fit a lot of binders in. It just kind of sits in the back of my kayak for easy access. And then, of course, I use uh, the Plano boxes. I get Plano boxes for my jerks and my cranks. And a few other things, and um, I, I use the uh, compartments in the Hobie. I use the uh, hatch uh, right where my feet go, right below my feet, the front hatch. I'm sorry, not, not the front hatch, but the little um, hatch right next to the seat. Yeah, and then I use the, uh, the, the yeah, and then I use the, the front storage hatch as well, just to throw my stuff in there. But I mean, if you see me at noon on, on any given tournament day, just you know, a bunch of lures and junk and stuff strewn about strewn about the floor of the kayak with crankbaits hanging from every you know conceivable yeah. odds and ends i mean it's it's, it's nuts you know it's, it's uh you know it can, it can get it can get pretty messy out there yeah i'm looking at these uh dem jigs right now on uh facebook yeah. and uh they're they're pretty sexy i'm not gonna lie man yeah uh, no they're 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 really sharp um the cool thing about them is uh i mean he, he pretty much has like this meticulous process when making them and the things don't chip I mean, if yeah. just, I don't know I don't know if you um I don't know if you uh were at the fishing show last year but John was actually out there throwing his jigs on the on the hard ground and you know repeatedly doing it you know 75 times a day and the things just don't chip so That's they got awesome. a really nice paint on really nice coating and they also have a, um a screw lock trailer keep yeah which, I noticed you know, that which, yeah yeah, which is great because, um, you know, you don't go through as much plastic. That's just going to save you some cash. The trailers just constantly come off. Yeah, no, so, for sure. Uh, I think that's yeah, one thing a lot of jig companies lack, you know, is some kind of screw lock, you know, bait keeper on yeah. there. And, yeah, I think a uh, lot of them come with a standard keeper. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'll put that extra stuff on there. Well, right, and that's why you pay for it, right? Oh, but that's why, yeah, that's what sets them off from the rest, you know, and... uh I think they'd be well worth the money for sure. So. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's confidence on the water. I'm totally confident with that. You know, I just don't even think twice about it. I go in the jig box. I look for the color I'm looking for. I tie that on. It's, you know, like tunnel vision, whereas, you know, sometimes I'm not as confident. You know, I pull a striking jig out of the box, and I use striking for 20 years, but every sure. other jig is going to look different with the, with, the, with the skirt placing, you know, the type of rubber band that's around it. Sometimes you got uh, paint that, you know, closes over the eye. You got weed, weed guards that aren't uniform and consistent. Right, so, right, right. You know, you get that stuff with a lot of the, uh, you know, the 
the assembly line manufacturers and stuff. But all right, if, if this is going to be a flash question, you have to answer one or the other. Sure. No option. You okay. have to give an answer. Go ahead. One or the other. <laughs> okay. All right. Putting you in the hot seat, my man. Okay. No You're problem. Yeah. Like we're doing the hot seat. You got it. So we're talking. So so, so, you, so either either or. I like you're going to give me like two options. And I am. I am, and you got to pick one, brother. Okay. That's all you got. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Ready for jigs? Yeah. You can only grab one and have it the rest of your life. Black and blue or white? Black and blue. All oh, yeah. day. Yeah. I kind of knew the answer, but uh, <laughs> I had to ask anyway. Yeah. No, it's awesome. That's no, awesome. yeah, black and blue. That's, Sorry, that's, continue uh, on, Brian. My... Yeah. No, I, I'm the same way, man. I, I, I would pick black and blue. I mean, I, I won't lie. I've been, I've been throwing some, like, green pumpkin ish colors as of recently but black and blue is like the go-to you know that's like the bee's knees right there you know that thing's going to oh, produce so absolutely no that's awesome man that's awesome so uh, i mean any you know as far as this year went uh any particular moments that stand out to the rest um as far as like tournament fishing goes i mean uh you know, any huge fish he caught this year in the tournaments, uh, things like that? Um, uh, yeah, actually, you know, um, I mean, it didn't happen that long ago, so it's probably sticking out of my memory a little bit. But I, I did catch a really nice uh, 20-inch fish um, in the KBL Championship on day two. That sort of sticks out to me because one of my competitors was, you know, like five, maybe like 100 yards away from me. We were talking, and uh, the tournament director actually was zipping around the lake checking on the competitors and I, I happened to net it when he came around the corner so he was able, he was able to get a nice picture of it um and it was a fish that i had caught a couple solid keepers before that and it was a fish that really sort of made me realize i got a huge chance to win the thing and um you know it's just really it's kick-ass you know being able to win cash and win kayaks and stuff so yeah for sure catch, when you catch a really big fish on tournament day um that's one of the best feelings there is it's just it's, oh, yeah. it's a great feeling kind of hard to explain but it uh i don't know man it's just a big bundle of joy <laughs> yeah. a nice warm feeling out there and uh you have <laughs> you have the utmost confidence and you know the, the next few casts you know are really super confident you know you oh, might I'm be sure. close to a pattern or something like that but yeah that, that i think i think that that moment kind of stands out um and one thing that was great about that tournament it was a two-day tournament which i, I think is really cool a lot of the live events for kayak fishing it's just one-day tournaments Sure, this was a sure. two-day one. It's just it's kind of neat being able to um, you know, observe things for two days, how patterns might change, or how if you even even if you didn't do great on day one, if you you know if you're kind of up there, you still have a shot on day two. So I'd like to see a few uh, two, more two-day tournaments. Um, yeah. I'm right there with. Are, you. are those are those dust till dawn, or what's the time frames on those, Dusty? Um, not so much till dawn. I'd say uh, the average tournament's like six thirty a.m. to like two thirty or three thirty. Okay. Yeah. Would be uh would be would be check-in time. It's like an eight-hour tournament, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much a seven or eight-hour tournament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Usually like what? right around right around daylight, so you know, three three in the afternoon. And uh, for those that don't know, what lake was the championship on this year? The championship uh, for the Kayak Bass League was on Lake Jacksonville, which is, uh, you know, like Centralia, like Central Illinois, not too yeah. far from Springfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super and, cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a really neat it's a really neat looking lake. It fishes well. It's got a lot of cool looking coves, a lot of laydowns and stumps and trees, rocky rocky points and stuff. Very nice, very nice. Did very, you fish? Uh, did you fish both divisions this year in KBL or just the one? Well, there... you can only fish one. Uh, KBL okay. had two divisions. They had a, they had an orange team orange. and they had a green team. Okay. And you, at the beginning of the year, when you paid your membership fee, you chose you chose either green, the green team or you chose the, the club, the green club or the orange club. And I think the criteria was the different lakes that they were going to fish. So you you were able to see the dates and you were able to see the lakes. And sure, I, I went I went with what I. I thought would be better lakes for me to fish and, and, and lakes that, and dates and lakes that were you know, a little more conducive to what I wanted. So, um, I picked the orange team. Plus I thought the orange team was, I don't know, I looked at the anglers and I think it was a little more competitive. I mean, that just could, it could be subjective. I don't know, but, uh, I kind of wanted to test my, my merit against, you know, other kayakers who I know, you know, for our awesome sticks. Sure. 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 In the but orange no, division. No, I hope, I, I hope yeah, I hope no green club members are, are yeah. <laughs> because they're going to give me the biggest shit in the world. Right, right. 
um, the orange team, that was like kind of like the Southern Division, right? Uh, or, or do I have that backwards? The orange team was kind of the what division? Like the, the southern part of Illinois. Most of the lakes uh, you guys no, fish. No, I, I, most of the lakes we fish were pretty much at the at the three to three and a half hour mark. We didn't really get into like deep southern Illinois like, like Crab Orchard or Lake Egypt, you know, or anything like that, or Rend or Carbondale. We pretty much, uh, Jacksonville I think was the, Jacksonville and Newton Lake were probably yeah. like the, the, the farthest we went south. Yeah, yeah. The, the Green Club, they might have went a little further south, but I, I'm not quite sure. It, it was okay. pretty comparable. You know, the lakes were pretty comparable. Gotcha. So you fished Newton this year then? I did, I, I, and, I, and I really wanted to get back there because uh, when we fished Newton, uh, my uh, Tony, uh, Tony Lamb, one of the directors actually and a competitor, caught a uh, – like a like a 23 inch fish probably around eight pounds and he caught that in the tournament he caught that while competing so um and i think i think newton was also on like Bassmasters like top 10 lakes of the midwest or, or top 20 lakes of the nation or something like that it's just it's loaded yeah. with big fish in there and it, and it doesn't freeze yeah a portion of it doesn't freeze so you can fish it year round i believe yeah the the uh-huh. whole lake doesn't generally freeze the first time i actually personally fished newton was in the middle of february and okay. and uh my old man had seen it on like denny brower's you know one of the oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, midwest yeah. you know fishing shows you know, yeah you and, don't normally see illinois lakes right, right. well it's like we had a guest on uh christine fisher who's on the hobie team and she's from oh, okay. I- uh was it iowa or ne- nebraska and uh you know, we were like, oh, if you're ever in Illinois, you know, we'll, you know, stop over and fish. And, you know, we kind of chuckled about it because, you know, uh, and I, I joke around this with a bunch of friends of mine where it's like, why would I want to come fish Illinois? You know, don't you want to yeah. go to Wisconsin or Michigan or something like that? But, um, yeah, we went down to that uh, middle of February. It was my birthday. So my old man and me, you know, went down there and uh, we fished down there. And I remember I, I just posted this picture not too uh, long ago, but I hooked into a five-pounder tossing a jig, black and blue, nice. with a Uncle Josh's pork trailer. And, Holy uh, cow, you still have some of those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the Man, secret stash. Have, they never go yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm going yeah. yeah. to have to demand some payment for this hey. uh, for, for my time here in the form of a number 11 jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Jeez, for but, sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that fishery down there, and I had a, a friend of mine, his son went to school down at Eastern, so he would, like, get to fish that lake every single Absolutely. weekend, you know. Yeah. Um, it's such a hidden gem in, in Illinois, and uh, uh, I just went back down there this fall. Uh, we didn't do too great, but um, it was just nice to be back down there and, and fishing on the lake for sure. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I, I fished it once, but basically I had to try, it was three days down there, so I fished it for three days, I pre-fished for the tournament, and I, I fished the tournament, um, but yeah, I, I, I want to get back there, and I particularly want to get back there during the colder months up here, sure, know, so sure, kind of get, a, you know, kind of get away from that and go down there and fish, but uh, just, it, it just didn't work out, but the fishing around here has been phenomenal, I've been catching some really big fish lately, so, yeah, treating treat me very well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, just before we started recording here, we were having a small conversation because I saw on your Facebook you posted a small video. You caught a six pounder today. Yeah, just just today, man. Just say it was uh, twenty two inches, um, and awesome. I don't have a scale. My my buddy Dave was with me, but guaranteed it was five and a half. And I'm probably being a little conservative, so sure, I mean, it, sure. It was a really big fish. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it was probably give or take six pounds. And, in this part of Illinois, as you know, that's it's you know that's, that's huge. That's huge, man. Trophy fish, yeah, it's huge fish. So I was yeah. really happy. I didn't, uh, I didn't know if I, I, as I was driving down the little dirt road to the lake, you know, it could have been ice. I was just gonna get to the little ramp there and see if it was ice. I was expecting it was gonna be ice, but sure, it was all clear. It was all clear, so I was pretty happy. I had the, the day. I have uh, three days off of work, so that's awesome. No, notice, Brian, he's not giving us the GPS coordinates of where he was at. Yeah. No, no, man, I can't. It's hard. It's hard to put that one on. <laughs> hey, okay. I got to no. keep a few cards to myself. And Absolutely, that. we totally get it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you did some digging. Or yeah. You went around some of the various Facebook pages. I'm sure you can figure it out. I yeah. Know where, where, where I fish. No worries. Um, but we, we but can in trade. Late, in late 
yeah, late November that you got the league to yourself anyway. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we, <laughs> we can trade some Uncle Josh pork trailers for some GPS oh, for coordinates. Sure. Oh, I'll come, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come take you out. I'll show you the yeah. eagles. I'll show you the cats. I'll give yeah. you the bait. Perfect, perfect. Deal's done. Deal's done. Yeah, totally. No, that's Except cool. Except in those in, in those Uncle Josh jars, you know, I remember when I when I was buying them as a kid. They always had they, they would they would be like I don't know they came with like four or five or maybe three or four in there. Yeah, they'd, all, yeah. they'd always be like the the bent ones, you know, like the ones yeah. from the factory that were they were like all bent and kinked, and then there'd be that one perfect one. Right, <laughs> the right. one that was like all like just perfectly, just yeah. like all like you know real limber and soft, and like oh, that's yeah. the one you wanted. And when oh, you yeah. lost that one, you had to get a fish with it's like, like baseball the, cards. The little disabled one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you've been throwing like this guide bait in November. I saw this. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, I think I think what you're um, referring to is uh, the um, the Ema glide fluke. I don't know if it's Ima yeah. or Ema. It's I M A. I'm not sure how they pronounce it. Right, right, right. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's it's a heart bait. It's a segmented heart bait. That's sort of a combination between like a glide bait and a fluke. They have a floating version and a sinking version. I really want to get my hands on the sinking version. Um, but I was using the floating version, and when you start working it, it'll probably go about six inches under the surface. I, I was fishing it on 30-pound braid, so um, maybe monofilament or fluorocarbon might affect the depth a little bit differently. But um, I was fishing it on braid, and I was really, really impressed with this action, just with a little tip, like a little nod of the rod or even some reeling. It's got some great action, and the fish were, were hammering it. So yeah. um, I, was, I, was, I was real impressed with that bait, and I've been using that, and... Uh, Jerk baits, of course, which is sweet, a, sweet, a pretty popular cold cold water bait. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I want to check out some more of of Imer's lures because um, they got some pretty sharp stuff. So I think I'm gonna check that out for uh, next season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking at their Facebook page right now. IMA lures. Yeah, they, it looks they like they got really... cranks and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they got a whole a whole variety from jigs. I I, I don't. I think they do soft plastics. They have a big soft plastic swim bait, but I don't think they do the small stuff. I'm not sure, but they have a really nice suspending lipless um, rattle bait as well. Sure, 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 sure. Brian, they have frogs too, brother. Oh, yeah. I'm all over that. I know you are. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. You know, a good place to come to check out those lines of lures, like uh, IMA or even some of the JDM products. I don't know if you guys have ever been to um, Lee's Global Bait and Tackle there in Elk Grove. Okay. I've, you guys ever been I've, there? Yeah, I've never been there. I've driven past there, and I've heard good things about that place. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Um, John does a great job. They're a real friendly guy. It's a real popular spot, but, you know, he does cater to um, some of the more, uh, you know, like the Japanese products, Japanese lure or JDM products. And, um, you know, they're, they're a little costly, but you know, they're, they're, they're baits that are a little harder to find around here. Sure. They're baits that a lot of the fish just haven't seen, you know, yeah, realistic right, colors, right. patterns, you know, they're not seeing the same old stuff around here in these, these pressured lakes. So it's kind of neat to get your hands and, and, and throw some baits that, that, you know, the fish haven't seen before. So. Right. 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 Absolutely. Cool, cool little place to check out. Cool. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. So cool. I think, uh, I think we're pretty much drawn to the end here, gentlemen. Uh, Scott, okay. you got any other questions or anything for Dusty? I do, but we'd have to make this podcast about three times as long. I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about um, what? What about uh, like maybe if I don't know if on the fly if you can think of things or or like for anybody who's listening who's like new to kayaking who wants to get into kayak tournaments like. Yeah, you know, I think, like give you some tips or I think that'd be super helpful, like, super helpful. Yeah, 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 yeah like, absolutely. Like, some, like, some, like somebody who's like was in my position, like regardless of their foundation for fishing, they have like a plastic kayak, or they're thinking about you know spending a few, you know a, a money on a, on a mid level one, and they're entertaining like online tournaments or competitive tournaments, and like don't know what to do or something like that. On, on top of that, too, Dusty, uh, um, Brian just announced he just announced on the last pod that he's he's going to be actually fishing the tournaments next year. So, what advice would you awesome. have for him moving into that role and kind of uh, um, you know the gotchas? Um, well, one one of one well, Brian, have you have, do you have like any experience with like CPR tournaments, like catch, photo, and release tournaments? 
not CPR tournaments. I've fished, uh, you know, smaller bass tournaments out of actual boats, and uh, I fish a lot of walleye tournaments with a friend of mine uh, out of okay. a big ranger boat. So I'm familiar with tournament fishing, um, not necessarily uh, catch, photo, and release. Um, we were doing an online tournament uh, earlier in the season this year, um, so you know I'm familiar with you know taking photos, putting fish on bomb sticks, things like that, the rules and uh, the do's yeah. and don'ts, so to speak, you know? Yeah, absolutely, and, that, and that's, that's really cool. But what people, I think, need to realize is that, you know, on, 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 on your kayak, you know, space is, is limited. And sure. having and, and my advice for people just trying to get into it or beginning is to, you know, try to get some practice, if you can, establishing a routine on the water, like where your things are organized in your kayak, um, how you're going to access your bump board, like what direction are you going to move, where are you going to pull it out of, where's that fish going to be while you're doing that, um, and just sort of getting like a routine in front of you so that measuring your fish doesn't become something that goofs you up or doesn't become something super stressful. Because when I first began, I didn't really have that. I first began in a really small kayak that didn't have a lot of space, so sure. I had to do a lot of manipulation just to be able to get my board across in the photo and to get my fish on the board and to put my hand on it and then have my other hand on the, on the camera and not drop it in the lake. And, and now being in the Hobie, it's, it's a little easier because you have a lot more space, but just to develop a routine, you know, like where's your, is your, is your phone going to be tethered to your chest? Is it going to be in a pocket? Is it going to be in the bottom of the kayak? And where's your bump board going to be stationed? Are you going to use a net fish grips? So just being able to like get out in the water and practice that a few times, will sure. pay huge dividends when you when it when it comes money time, you know, when you actually have to catch that fish, take a photo of it and submit yeah. it and stuff. That's huge. In in that first tournament in that first tournament we were talking about in that Gull Lake tournament, what one of my fish flopped off the board. Otherwise I would have had a much higher finish and I and I might have even wedged my way into Angler of the Year. So that nice. one fish that flopped off the board in April actually was costly throughout the year and and uh, you know just sort of having a routine down can, can be really helpful, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that because uh, what was that uh, series we started out with at the beginning of the year, Scott? It was Kayak Wars. Kayak Wars, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I learned that real quick because I caught a 33-inch pike and I was trying to figure out how the heck am I oh, going to get yeah. this Good fish <laughs> on the board and have it all in the picture and have everything legit, and I was fumbling, man. And uh, I, I, you know, I totally get what you're saying, man. You just got to kind of have a system yeah, in, a system. in place. Yeah, a little practice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. little practice, little system in place. You know, like, uh, and I'm as you were going through describing it, and I'm like, yep, uh, yep, yep. Uh, that's exactly it. You know, I, you know, I learned that real quick at the beginning of this year. You know, when we were doing that yak wars and. Uh, um, you know, just trying to get a system down so I could, you know, get the picture of the fish, you know, get everything situated, yeah. make sure I got, uh, I would always snap a couple extra pictures just to be safe, check them out before totally. I release the fish, and yeah, then, totally. uh, you know, get them back in the water and get a line back in the water as fast as possible so I can keep going, you know? You know, uh, a lot of uh, KBF, you know, like the premier kayak bass fishing, uh, yep. you know, uh, league if you will i guess um they have they have their their um, state challenges their monthly challenges which I, yep. in illinois I, I believe begins in april and they're cheap they're like 25 bucks um i'd highly recommend to anybody wanting to like you know get their feet wet or they're thinking about the live tournaments i highly recommend signing up for one of those monthly tournaments and you you, you fish when you want you fish however long you want but it's a great you know, excuse or a great opportunity to establish those routines we were talking about to practice, you know, organizing your kayak on the water to get a system down for, for, um, how your kayaks attached to your vehicle, whether it's on the roof, whether you're pulling it with a trailer or something like that, whether you're going to need a cart to transport it from the car down to the lake, like all these little things that you sort of have to get a system and get your, and, you know, get down so that they don't become problems on tournament day or, or on your, on your way to the, to the weekend or something like that you know yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's funny uh I, I forget where i saw it but it was like you know 
the the bass guys fishing out of big boats got it so much easier compared to the kayak guys because we have to plan uh, everything out so much more and so much more efficiently compared to them. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know, in, it, terms of like, in some yeah, respects. Yeah, yeah. In some respects, the pros and yeah. cons. I think to the thirty and sixty thousand dollar bass boats versus the the one sure. to three thousand dollar kayaks. There's a lot of pros and cons, but sure, sure, think, sure, um, sure. There's an, yeah, there's an interesting trend somebody was pointing out uh, the other day on social media is that meant a lot of, a lot of people can can name friends and name people that have gone from bass boats to kayaks. Oh yeah. And once you get in the kayak, you definitely don't go to a kayak to a bass boat. It's usually, <laughs> yeah. you know, people people go from the, the loud, noisy bass boats or, or sort of that world sure, to the more sure. intimate world of of the kayak, and you know, they sort of they like it. You know, they don't really they don't really go back or they they sell their boat or whatever. No, I can. That's I can. Kind of, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I used to fish out of a 16 foot Sylvan, and now I'm fishing out of kayaks. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's just I, I don't know, man. It's a it's a special thing. It's hard to describe. You it know, is what, hard to describe. It's, it's kayak a very fish intimate, is so unique. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. No, it it's definitely it's is. definitely unique for sure. But I think you're right on track. You know, if somebody wants to get into it. Do a little small online tournament, it's 20, exactly. 25 bucks, whatever. It's not going to break Absolutely. the bank. Get you some Absolutely. practice and get you prepped up for it and ready to go for that, you know, that big tournament when you're ready to take that yeah. on for sure. And and also remember to have fun. I mean, it's real easy to forget Absolutely. that in in, yeah. in in the race every single weekend and and, and ordering expensive stuff online and 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 you know. Sometimes it seems like a job more than it does a passion, but you just kind of remember that you're, you're you're doing what you love all the time. I mean, it's not right. like I can retire on this money. It's not like it's going to make me rich at all. Sure, um, sure. But um, you know, it's it's you know, you're you're just doing something you love. You get to you get to see the the U.S. You get to make road trips. You know, all all those kind of things. So that's yes. another piece of advice I have for somebody. Don't don't let it stress you out. Don't let the competition you know, like that's a great out. one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of people get caught up in the in the tournament game and they forget, you know, why they they even got into it, so to speak. And it, it was all about yeah. fun and doing what you're passionate about, for sure. Exactly. And I think people that get into the kayak tournaments are going to find that it's, it's, it's a really niche community. It's full of great people, very friendly. Um, I mean, once in a while, the stakes are high, you know, with, with tournaments that might have a high payout. But e- even in those tournaments, I mean, it's, it's, it's more about the camaraderie and the friendship and the support and, like, the, the, the joy of kayak fishing. I know that sounds so cliche, but right. it, it really is like that. It, it, it really is like that. And I've, I've been to many different tournaments from, you know, the, the more, uh, like, KBF uh, Open Series to the smaller stuff. Sure. And, and um, you know, no matter where you're at, it's just – generally speaking a good group of people That's and it's awesome. balanced too a lot of fe- a lot of female anglers as well a lot of people from all walks of life from all different economic economic uh, situations all different races sure it's really cool man so it's really anything to observe and be a part yeah of. no i think it's cool man it's uh it's the one thing that brings us all together no matter what ever else is yeah. going on in the world fish, so to speak yeah, fish, yeah fish, you know for sure yeah definitely. so Absolutely. no i i can i can agree with that 100 percent. you know so um uh, no i think that's a great message for sure for sure so do you, so do both of you guys have uh your own kayaks oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh okay. currently currently i'm fishing out of a bonafide ss 127 okay um i am for, yeah for for anybody that might be listening, uh, I, I, I won a nice brand-new Bonafide SS-127, and it's just sitting here, and I'd like to sell it, and I will give anybody that's interested in it a very, very sweet deal, brand-new. So, uh, Dusty Acker, social media, you can PM me. There you go. I'd be happy to deliver, be happy awesome. to, to deliver it anywhere in the Chicagoland area. So that's awesome. A sweet brand-new kayak for a great price. Trust me, I was already thinking about it. So. But anyway, the reason I asked the reason I asked you guys is because we definitely need to get out in spring. We probably can't get out maybe this year, but uh, in yeah, spring without a doubt, take a trip. And, yeah, we'll uh, yeah. we'll invite you out. Uh, I live, yeah. uh, you know, I, like I was telling you before this, I live kind of out by the Rockford area, and uh, okay. I'm on a private body of water, and uh, there's anything Ooh, yeah. and everything that swims in there, and uh, the bass are chunky and the pike are plentiful. 
we'll leave it at so that. So do you do you know the guys uh, over at Rocktown Adventures then? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was uh, I was just down there this evening. Uh, Travis, Kevin, and uh, yeah, all those yeah, guys sponsors. down. They're, they're, they sponsor and help out uh, the KBL leagues. They do yep. cool stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely, we'll actually. Yeah, they uh, they support the podcast and uh, they're they're good friends of ours and uh, you know we're we're gonna be at the uh, the fishing shows this year with them in their booth helping them out a little bit and uh, oh very cool yeah promoting the podcast so if, yeah, uh, be, if yeah. you're... go ahead go yeah ahead. I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be working at uh, Lee's uh, Global Bait and Tackle booth uh, like awesome. I did last year and I'll be I'll also be helping out at the Hobie booth and they're they're very close to one another so. Awesome. I'll definitely find you guys. Yeah, we'll Have see you there for sure. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, so for sure, absolutely. Anybody listening, feel free to come by and stop by and say hi to us. So yeah, hook you up with some, some products, some free samples, Kytex samples. So, awesome, man. So, Dusty, before we button yeah. it up, did you want to kind of give a shout-out yeah. to uh, either your sponsors or how people can reach you on, on social media, et cetera? Yeah, sure, no big deal. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Bill Bragman, who uh, heads the act here, great guy, very generous, um, helped me out a lot. I feel uh, pretty lucky to be part of the Yak Gear family. Um, I'd also like to give a shout-out to Kytec. I think they make some of the best plastics on the market. And um, as far as plastic swim baits go, they're definitely a go-to bait. So um, check out Kytec products. they got uh, some new colors. Uh, I think they have some pretty good sales going on on the uh, Kytec USA website right now, too, so you might want to check that out. Um, and I'd also like to give a shout-out to uh, Tom Mullins, who does a great job with the uh, Michigan Kayak Trail. And has definitely provided a lot of opportunities for me uh, in, in, my, in this short little kayak fishing career that I'm sort of taking off with. And um, also to the people that um, run the KBL, uh, Alan, uh, Tony, and the crew, uh, who are great people and do a good job with the Kayak Bass League in Illinois. And we got some great things to look forward to next year. So okay, a lot man. of cool stuff on the horizon. Yeah. Heck yeah! Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking to fish KBL as well next year, so hopefully uh, I get my spot Dude, in there yeah, before it fills well, up. And uh, yeah, I'm, yes, make make sure you're uh, make sure you're looking at that stuff. Uh, January first, I think he opens it up on like New Year's Eve or something like that. And I think it's limited slots this year. I think it's I think 50 it's fifty. Mem- it's fifty member cap. There's not going to be there's not going to be a division of leagues. It's going to be right. one league. It's right. fifty members. Um, if I'm not mistaken, though, I believe um, if if somebody doesn't sign up for a tournament, there can be open public spots. So even if you don't belong to KBL, if there are open spots for a tournament, I believe you can sign up and join. Yeah, and yeah. Don't that, quote me on I, that, but I believe that's one one of the changes that uh, has been made. I'm pretty sure I read the same thing. I think I read that yeah. the same as you did. So yeah, yeah there might be some opportunities. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm hoping January 1st, you know, I can get in there before everybody else does. And, uh, yeah, I'm fishing that series, and I'm also fishing the KBF Central Series and uh, maybe a couple other tournaments in between. So, uh, yeah, it, it'll be a, a super fun year. Um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, we definitely have to catch up, man. Uh, if, hopefully Absolutely. we see each other at the uh, fishing show. But, like I said, I got to – open invitation for you to come out here and fish out by me and uh you know That's scott's great. got a place really yeah scott's got the uh, paddle and fin worldwide headquarters up on lake delavan as well so if you want to come over the border and fish up there uh yeah you know. i haven't fished lake delavan in a while I, I grew up in lake delavan my aunt and uncle had a place on lake delavan on that little canal that browns canal and brown street or whatever that is yep yep, yep. um and uh then, I, then I, it's funny that you mentioned that because i remember as a kid it was actually very traumatic when they remember when they drained that lake? Yeah. When they yep. drained Lake Delvin, like in the early nineties. Yeah. Drained it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you'd like walk down off the points, you know, that were once in like ten or fifteen feet of water, and there's fish like frozen everywhere, like giant carp, like sixty right. and seventy pound carp, <laughs> like huge ones, just like littering the bottom of the, of the lake. And then I remember when they put the lake when they when they put it back when they when they refilled it, they put a bunch of brood stock in there and dumped a ton of of new fishing it's like you couldn't you couldn't not catch a fish like anytime you dropped a line in there you'd catch a fish and yeah it's, i think it's, uh, i hear i hear good i hear good things about delvin i mean i don't, I don't really fish it that often but it's pretty yeah, it's healthy a, it's population a, of fish. it's it's a great smallie and largey they have a great smallie and largey population for sure uh panfish yeah bluegill are off the charts especially in the winter months Absolutely. and then uh yeah and they got northern right so it's like uh uh we call it the 
the trifecta or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, totally. it's, it should be good. Yeah, we'll have you up there for yeah. sure. Heck yeah, definitely. I look forward to it, man. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Dusty, for coming on this evening. We definitely yeah, appreciate no, thanks, it. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. I hope I don't, you know, sound like a goof. I, you know, I, I, I talk, and sometimes I'm pretty random with stuff, so hopefully everything was cool. <laughs> no, it was awesome, man. No, no, you're good, man. <laughs> yeah. You're good. You're good. Cool. So, well, yeah, thanks cool. again for having me on. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, so that's a that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, be sure to follow us at paddleandfin.com. That's paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Catch the podcast, Instagram feed, Facebook feed, um, our blogs, all that good stuff. Um, catch up on there. Be sure to go follow Dusty Yacker over on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, until next time, tight lines and sweet yeah, paddling. Have a, have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you absolutely. Too.